0: It's Friday of the third week of Lent. Welcome to today's Lentcast. This is Father John Zolzdorf. For our Roman pilgrimage today, we gather at the Collect Church, which is St. Mary ad Martires, otherwise known as the Pantheon. The Pantheon of Marcus Agrippa turned into a Christian church by Boniface IV, who lived in the 7th century. And from there we proceed to San Lorenzo in Lucina, Now, we've already visited stations dedicated to this Roman deacon and martyr, which attests to the love of the Roman people for him. The gridiron, or craticula, in which St. Lawrence was burned alive is preserved here. This church may have been the house of a Roman matron named Lucina, or it was her property. The famous altar of peace of Augustus Caesar stood just behind the apse of this church, but it was rediscovered. It was transferred to its present place near the Tiber, the Gospel, in the traditional form of the Roman Rite, is about the woman at the well. In ancient times, there was a well, right here near the church. Also, tradition has it that the, Samaritan's woman, the Samaritan woman's name was Photina, related to the Greek word for light, just as Latin lucina means little light. Pope Sixtus III built the first basilica here around 435. He was the pope who also made the mosaics in St. Mary Major. In ancient times, this church was the starting point for the procession on the 25th of April with the singing of the great penitential litany. This went up the Via Flaminia and across the Milvian Bridge and down to St. Peter's for the station mass. The original basilica was damaged in the Norman invasion of 1084. In the 12th century, Paschal II restored the basilica. He added the portico and the beautiful campanile or bell tower and the marvelous cosmatesque floor. It was consecrated on the 26th of May in 1196 by Celestin III, and Paul V entrusted the church to the Clerics Regular Minor in 1606. In this church, you find what is one of the most beautiful paintings in Rome, the altarpiece Guido Reni's Crucifixion. He painted it in 1642 just before his death. Because both yesterday, uh, when I usually make the podcasts for the day after, and today got away from me because of various pressing things, I don't want to think very much. I'm just going to read you more marvelous thought from Father Patrick Troedek in Toward Easter. One day, when our Lord is very tired and is sitting on the edge of Jacob's well, waiting for his disciples, there comes along a Samaritan woman, a heretic. Jesus asks her for a drink of water. The only thing she knows is material water, whereas our Lord is thinking of a water which takes away thirst forever, and which springs up even to eternal life. He speaks of a living water, that is, a water which flows in perfect continuity from its source, as opposed to rainwater, which is detached from its source. This water is a figure of the gifts of the Holy Ghost, by which God purifies, sanctifies, and gives salvation. Jesus, therefore, is referring to the means that communicate his grace. This water purifies and refreshes, calms the heat of passions and of guilty desires. It gives fruitfulness in producing works pleasing to God, and it brings to the soul the only genuine life. The Samaritan woman does not know who this man is who is speaking to her, and already she has faith in him. She knows that the Christ, the Messiah, is to come, And so our Lord reveals himself to her. He affirms to her that he is the one whom all the Jews await. Filled with happiness, she leaves her water jug behind and runs to tell her adventure to the inhabitants of Samaria, and she brings them to our Lord. She believes, and immediately she becomes an apostle. Lord Jesus, faith is a fire which is meant to burn in the hearts of all on earth. Thou hast said it, I have come to cast fire upon the earth, and what will I but that it be kindled? I too, like the Samaritan woman, wish to draw after me those with whom I have contact. In seeing me live, they should want to come nearer to thee, and to drink the living water which thou offerest them. Help me to be always an example for those around me. I promise thee also to defend the truth calmly, composedly, and firmly when the occasion arises, knowing well that the result does not depend first on my human capacity, but on thy grace, my God.